Hey everybody, Mark Dawes here, and today I want to talk to you about disclaimers, you know, waivers. You know, the forms that some agencies, some clubs still have that make you sign away your liabilities, so you go to a self-defense or a martial arts or a physical restraint, you know, a physical, I think it could be gymnastics even, and you sign a waiver document to say that if you get hurt, then you won't sue or you have no rights to sue because you're volunteering to take part in the activity. Well, let me tell you now right away, is you cannot legislate for negligence. So if you or a family member or a friend gets hurt as a result of the instructor being negligent, then you can sue and that document isn't worth the paper it's written on. So for example, if you went to a self-defense class and there weren't enough people there supervising and someone got hit in the mouth when they should, they wouldn't have been if they had a proper supervision in place and they get damaged and they sue, the instructor can turn around and say, well, you signed a waiver, that waiver will not stand up in court. And I want to thank Keeley for sending this question in because it's a really, really important question. But I did some Googling. I went out on the interweb, as Frank Kern calls it, and I found loads of martial arts clubs and other organizations who still have these waivers in place. So let me read you one. I'm not going to show it to you because it belongs to a particular club, but let me read you one, and you can see exactly what they're saying. Then I'll show you the facts as to why this won't stand up. This one says this, and this is in bold letters, by the way. Big letters. Waiver and release of liability. Disclaimer. Ex-martial arts and participating members of ex-martial arts are not responsible for any injury to any person suffered while watching or participating in activities at ex-martial arts for any reason whatsoever, including ordinary negligence on the part of the members of ex-martial arts, including the instructor and the coach. Well, I can tell you now, that's not gonna stand up in a court of law. And I've done 30 years of this stuff to know this fact, but by the way, you know, I can't give you legal advice. If you want to know specifically legally, go and check this out with a lawyer. Any half-decent lawyer will tell you exactly what I'm telling you now. So, you know, go and do that stuff. I mean, there, there is a basic legal principle that you can never disclaim liability for injury or death caused by negligence. Now, some agencies you see, like that one, try it anyway, just for deterrent effect. But the actual agency may not appreciate that an attempt at disclaiming is potentially a criminal offence. So by saying to someone, sign this waiver and, and sign away your rights, that organisation, that club, that instructor, is actually committing a potentially criminal offence. Now there's, a piece of, there's another piece of parliament, an act of parliament, called the Unfair Contract Terms Act. And this says this. It says, under the Unfair Contract Terms Act, activity providers can't exclude or restrict liability for injury or death caused as a result of their negligence. And let me show you that act of parliament right now. Okay, here it is, the Unfair Contract Terms Act 1977. And if we scroll down here, you'll see point two, negligence liability. And it says here, a person, this is point one, a person cannot by reference to any contract term or to a notice given to persons generally or to particular persons exclude or restrict his liability for death or personal injury resulting from negligence. Point three is also important. It says where a contract term or notice purports to exclude or restrict liability for negligence, a person's agreement to or awareness of it is not of itself to be taken as indicating his voluntary acceptance of any risk. So what that's basically saying is you can sign a waiver document uh, because you may have to do so because you want to take part, but it doesn't take away your rights in law and it doesn't prevent you from taking action if the instructor 
injures you as a result of negligence. Now, the Office of Fair Trading states this. It says, contract terms, including at-your-own-risk disclaimers, cannot be used to exclude or restrict an organization's liability for death or personal injury caused by its negligence. This means their liability cannot be wavered simply because they ask participants to sign a disclaimer stating they know there is a risk in taking part. So, there you have it in a nutshell. If you have a disclaimer in place and you are asking people to sign away their rights so if they get injured, they cannot sue you. I'm telling you now, that piece of paper is just not worth the paper it's written on and it will not stand up in a court of law. Because if you act negligently by not having equipment that's fit for purpose, so equipment fails and someone gets hurt, or you're not supervising properly and as a result of not supervising, someone gets hurt, or you do not have the correct numbers of staff available to supervise and as a result of that someone gets hurt, they can sue you and you cannot take away their rights because you cannot legislate for negligence. Now, for those of you that come and train with us on our restraint instructors course and on our self-defense instructors course, we take you through all this. We give you a whole section online on health and safety legislation and on negligence and on how to run a club safely. And we give you all the documentation, including the correct documentation, so that you can actually assess someone's uh, fitness and capability to, to actually do what you're asking them to do. We give you information, advice and guidance on how to supervise properly and we give you a resource pack on actually how to actually put that into place. And as you know, we have open forums and we have closed groups where you can get support from all the NFPS trainers, not just myself, but all the NFPS trainers and everyone else who's trained with us. So that's there for you. So if you're thinking about coming along uh, and training with us, there is one major benefit in doing so. And I'll leave a link below this video somewhere where you can find out more about the next self-defense instructors course or the next restraint course. But, but mind you, the next restraint course is, we have one place left, so it's virtually full. The next self-defense instructors course, I think we've got about four or five places left. And the reason we fill up is because we cover stuff like this. Uh, you know, it is really, really important you know this stuff. So listen, thanks to Keely for sending that question in. I appreciate it. I hope you found the information useful. If you have any other questions, then please leave a comment below. If you have any comments on this, please leave a comment below. You know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, I'm not professing to be a legal expert. So please check this out with a, a lawyer who should tell you what I tell you because I got most of my information from a lawyer. So there you go. But I've been doing this 30 years as well. And I've done enough expert witness cases to see people get sued for not having these safeguards in place. So if you like what you hear, like it, please leave a comment. And if you find it useful and you think other people find it useful, then please share it far and wide. Thanks ever so much for watching and I'll speak to you soon.